Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. DFW Sports Station got the entire squad now together. Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and Bobby Belt. What time did you go to sleep last night? I said, don't, don't be coming in here. Already 30 minutes late to the show, yawning when we've been in here. But you said you were up a little bit late last night. Uh, Yeah, I was up until, I don't know, probably 1130, which is a little later than I should be, to be honest. I'm sure you were up to like one. That's what you seem to do. You're up to like one and go on no, three hours sleep. About 1045, I think we were up to bed. 1045. Okay, yeah. So I was up uh, I was up till probably about 1130, and then I had one of my uh, anxious... 4 a.m. wake-ups thinking I was late, and I literally was running around getting dressed for two minutes and realized it was four. Well, I'm going to assume... Sean, Sean, I are up. Uh, I'm going to assume, and it would make you look better, so let's just pretend this was the reason why oh, you stayed up. Let's do it. That the Dallas Cowboys were making moves on the coaching staff and within the organization. Out are George Edwards, Leon Lett, Skip Pete, Joe Philbin, and who is Rob Davis? Rob Davis is the, as as Clarence Hill called him in the tweet, he's Mike McCarthy's right hand man. He's he doesn't he really doesn't coach anything. He's sort of a player development, uh, you know, locker room culture coach. Like that's his job. Uh, and so it's he's, he, he's McCarthy's mole. I don't I don't know if mole's the right word. He's definitely his uh, eyes like, and ears. Yeah, yeah, like you know. Come on in the office, Rob. Like, uh, how are the guys feeling about this? Like, you know, like that kind of a thing. Um, and he's so, the team guidance counselor. Uh, I, I don't know if guidance counselors are maybe. Uh, but it's what did he? What he is is he is the guy who is going to, hey, you know, point out to McCarthy maybe a blind spot if if he's focused on X, Y, or Z. That hey, the guys are kind of feeling this way about it, or like you know, hey. Um, whoever it may be, Mike has Mike has had a tough day today, you know, earlier, blah, blah, blah. Right. You may want to go by, say something to it. Like that's, that's kind of his gig. And so it's all the other ones, even Philbin being interesting to me, George Edwards being interesting to me that they're, they're not returning. Davis is the one where it's like, well, okay, what is that? Because I can't imagine McCarthy would have been in favor of that one. He were, he coached him for three years as a player and he was on his staff for like 11 years in green Bay in the first three years he was here. And so I can't imagine McCarthy would have been fully on board with that. And so now it's like, okay, what, what are you reviewing with him? 
Like you can look at Joe Philbin and say, we, we weren't happy with how this happened. We weren't happy with how this happened with the defensive line. So we're going to let Leon let go. We weren't happy about this with the running backs. Fine. You can like evaluate all that. I, I don't understand what you're evaluating with Rob Davis that says we're not bringing you back. Unless it's just maybe him and McCarthy stopped getting along. Maybe they had a fight. Maybe the players stopped trusting him. Well, I mean, I think there was a, a, a when he first got here, I think there was a a little bit of an air of, oh, uh, he's he's here to watch us. And right. so I, I but I, over time, I think everybody really grew to like him and trust him. And mm-hmm. so I don't know how much that's still in play, but it is. I just I don't understand what you would look at and say, this is what we got to do. Now you remember last year at the end of the year. Jerry told you guys about how he has 27 assistant coaches or something. Yeah. One thing you could say is if Jerry's keenly aware of why am I paying so many damn assistants that he just went and said, we don't need this position. Right. Sorry. That could be it. But otherwise, I don't know why you're, I I, I don't know what benefit there is to say, let's remove this if the coach wants him. And did Mike McCarthy sign off on all these assistants leaving or was it Jerry and Steven? You know, I, I could understand last year after San Francisco being like, Mike, I don't even want to hear what you have to say. We're, we're getting rid of what I deem as cuttable. Mm-hmm. But after this year, I would think Mike would have a little bit more say-so power. Why, why, would, why would you tick off the head coach? If he if he wanted to retain these guys, I mean, I would imagine for sure he'd want to keep Joe Philbin. That's one of his really good friends. And and Philbin, how do you not argue? How do you argue that Joe Philbin didn't do an amazing job this year? Just I can't analyze technique and everything, but you lost your left tackle. Mm-hmm. We all think Tyler Smith had a phenomenal rookie season. We were freaking mm-hmm. out that Leo Collins, the supreme talent, left here. Terrence Steele came in, played better. We thought bye, Dez was a bum, awful, heading into the season, more than serviceable. You brought in Jason Peters, you made that work, and we weren't sitting here complaining about left guard either. How do you how do you make the argument that Joe Philman is not a coach that should keep his job around here? And why would you want to start over with this much turnover when you're a, a division around playoff team coming off back-to-back 12 and 5s and we're going to whack five assistant coaches? One of them, who was rumored to be a possible defensive coordinator replacement, in George Edwards if Dan Quinn leaves? Or are these guys following, as Choppy said in the break, are are these guys, some of these guys following Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore? I mean, these aren't even the guys that I would have guessed would have gone with Quinn if Quinn left. If Quinn leaves, I'm thinking Adam Dirty's leaving, um, Joe Witt could, Cannon Matthews, like those are guys that, and none of those guys are gone. Now, when you say... Why would you, you understood last year that they wouldn't give McCarthy that certain leeway. So why are they doing it this year? It may be that they're saying we're giving you leeway and I don't know, we've still got a couple days. It could change, but it may be that they're giving him leeway and that we're not going to fire anybody, but somebody who's out of contract, which all of these guys are out of, technically none of these are fired. These are just, you're not coming back. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it could just be that they say, well, that's more our decision. If we wanted to renew somebody, somebody who's here, we're not going to fire them, but what's the average amount of turnover? Well, I just look, I just went, I just went and looked. I just did, I just put Buffalo Bills into Google. Last year, they had ten coaches on their assistant staff that were replaced. Oh, now how many went to the Giants? You got to go. I have to go look. Right, you know, right. I'm, I'm sure more than two did. Okay, mm-hmm. but you know, they still had to replace ten coaches, and they kept Sean McDermott. And he was not. I, as far as I know, he was never in danger. Now I can go look at other teams. I just threw them in there because I was just thinking. 
all right, have, has any team done this this year yet that made the playoffs, that had a similar season to us? Yeah. I haven't seen any. There's been no stories about it. But, yeah, last year the Bills had 10, a, a, a 10 coach turnover. Well, and the, the Cowboys hardly had any last year. They let, uh, they let um, gosh, what's Adam Henry. They let Adam Henry, the receiver's coach, go. They hired Robert Prince. That was it. And so, all right, now let's get down to business. Okay. Spill it. What? What do you, what do you think? Give me a theory. What else are you thinking? Uh, I, I'm thinking the most likely, because I don't, I don't believe Mike McCarthy's going anywhere. Uh, I, I mean, I guess there's always a, a slight chance something like that could be afoot, but what I believe is probably the first thing I told you, which is Jerry looked at it and goes, there's no need for all these coaches. Okay. Well, you're going to need too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't need, you're going to need a defensive line coach. You're going to need a running back coach. Assistant. He was an assistant defensive line coach. Leon. Uh-huh. Okay. Joe Philman, you need a replacement for him. And they, Joe Philbin was, did not endorse the Tyler Smith pick. He was not a fan of picking Tyler Smith. He was not a fan of Connor McGovern. Um, and so, and I know it got better as time went along, but I know the first two years there was some headbutting between Philbin and some of the veterans on the offensive line. Okay. And so. George Edwards you can replace. Edwards I don't understand, though, because Edwards had been a huge part of Micah Parsons' development. And Micah loved him. And a lot of, they they felt like in 2020, Scott McCurley was coaching the linebackers. He was still listed as the linebacker coach the last two years. George Edwards coached the linebackers the last two years, and they got much better than they were in 2020. And so Edwards is interesting to me. I don't know if that's Edwards wants to go on his own or what, but I mean. So the number one most confusing, the number one thing to get down to is the one who actually doesn't coach. Yeah. Rob Davis. Yep. Yeah. And then number two on your question list would be George Edwards. Uh, yes, probably. Is there a number three? Sort of Philbin, but not really. Skip Pete and Leon Lett, I can see them just being like, hey, time, we're, we're done here. What do you think of my Sean Payton theory? It's funny. Somebody called me last night uh, right after this broke. Somebody called me and was like, what if this is Sean Payton? Like somebody else on the beat. Like just was like, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, like what if this would be like a Sean Payton type of move? And it's like, you know, I mean, that'd certainly be interesting. I I would think we would have heard more breadcrumbs about that or more rumbling somewhere would have been out there because Sean Payton loves getting the the rumor mill started about him, uh, especially when it comes, especially when it comes to to Dallas. Uh, And so I would think that would be something that we would have heard a little bit of rumblings about. But it is it's an interesting move. That one's the most interesting to me. And we're not even talking about. You know, if Quinn leaves and he takes three assistants with him, we're talking about nine new coaches. Yeah. Minimum. And and you had Albert Breer late last night saying, hey, like, there needs to be more attention to Kellen Moore in Carolina. And so. Like, it, he's going to But, gonna like, he's, he's legitimately there. in the running. And so, I, I don't know. It's it's The Davis one is the one that's most confusing, but I think. The, the what's the line like the simplest explanation is usually the the likeliest one or whatever sure. is is that I think the simplest explanation is Jerry's very been very aware of how many coaches they have and I could see him easily saying that's not a necessary coaching position for us to have he's never wanted to pay him McCarthy like we said McCarthy makes less than the Missouri coach <laughs> yeah or the same amount it's uh-huh. like you know he's never paid. That top dollar. Like, if you go look at the, the NFL coaches that are making $10, 12000000 a year, 
They're all over the place. You think this is what they've been doing? Obvious. I mean, is it pretty obvious mm-hmm. this is what they were doing on Monday and Tuesday? Yeah, it was, it was job evaluations, I think, with the coaching staff and and trying to, especially offensive. The, the most important one to fill now is offensive line coach. They've got to figure that one out quick. Columbo. Get, get old uh, Columbo in here. That would, that'd be interesting. You've got uh, They've got Jeff Blasco, the assistant offensive line coach. They could elevate him. He's still under contract, I believe. Uh, a lot of the guys like him. He's younger. He's very intense. Um, they could. Uh, Mike Munchuk is is out of a job right now. He's been interviewing around the league. And Mike so. Florio, Pro Football Talk, at five forty one a.m. If and I was a little bit late this morning because uh, I was on the phone with with Florio, <laughs> and then oh Florio God. puts out this article: If Mike McCarthy is safe in Dallas because the Cowboys have had back to back twelve win seasons, why have five of his assistant coaches? been fired, even though out of contract. Uh, The best argument for the Cowboys keeping McCarthy is that he presided over back-to-back 12-win years. That should also, you'd think, apply to various members of the staff who now find themselves out of work. As we noted earlier in the week, the contracts had expired for all but four members of the staff, but it's still a firing as a practical matter not to offer them new deals. And it makes me wonder whether something else is going on behind the scenes, something like Jerry discreetly lining up the replacement for the head coach before firing the head coach, because Jerry will fire the head coach only if he gets the replacement that he wants. If unrelated or not develops uh, d- developments, uh, in unrelated or not development, Sean Payton's candidacy with the four teams expressing interest seems to have bogged down by something. And that that's what I was trying to line up. Like, why are we still waiting in Denver? Why are we still waiting in Arizona? What, why? I assume it's the uh, compensation. My assumption is that those teams don't want to give up a first-round pick. And I wouldn't give up a first-round pick either. Well, you, you the reports are Denver is, wouldn't hesitate. Like, the Jets wouldn't hesitate. Two first-rounders for Rodgers, and Denver knows. I mean, by now, don't you know what it costs? I guess you would compensate, and I mean, you would negotiate and try to work it out, but the reports were that Denver knows that it would be a first-rounder, but maybe they are arguing over over. Yeah, I'm sure they know it's going to be a first-rounder. I'm just saying they probably don't want to give it up. They're probably trying to get it out of the first round down to a, a yeah. three, a four. Man, there's, I mean, I just, I because I'm trying to think. They've got... They don't, you know, their fifth pick that they had this year is Seattle's now. So they're giving up what? Next year's first round pick? Right. So now they're going to go three straight years of their first round pick? Yeah. I mean, you're encroaching on the Rams. Yeah. And there's too many Sean Payton smoke screens. Like Colin Cowherd, his mouthpiece over at Fox, is screaming Denver. We've also heard someone scream Arizona. It can't be, they, they can't be both correct. So why? You always got to follow the breadcrumbs, right? Why is one screaming one, one screaming the other? Maybe you're setting up a leverage play, or maybe something else is happening. I don't know. What would something be, Sean? Something would be Jerry Jones trying to trade for um, Sean Payton, but uh, Anthony Davis gets in the way. Anthony Davis coming off the bench Anthony last Davis. night. Blows up the Sean Payton trade again. Oh. Well, you, so you wouldn't give up a first-round pick. What Would you give up anything for a head coach? Anything. No. You wouldn't give up any draft no. cup, even a seventh. No. Okay. Just on principle? I mean, as 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 the Fantex pointed out, bad teams recycle coaches to improve middle-range quarterbacks. Just get a new quarterback. 
also 254 wrong bobby rob davis is not his right hand man he's just a life coach he played special teams okay all right no he is that's absolutely one of his biggest confidants in the building and somebody that he's been very very close with for about 20 years and i'm certainly not going to give up a first for a coach that has the same resume as the current one we have and the same clock management issues and also a guy, I mean, yeah, there, there's articles. I mean, just go Google it. And then a guy who was more conservative on fourth down than Jason Garrett. And a guy who got Alvin Kamara seven touches in the second half of the NFC Championship game where they went to overtime, so three quarters. I mean, and they lost to the Rams. McCarthy- but yes, we can't sit here. Now, Kellen Moore couldn't get Amari Cooper involved, and we got to fire him. But Sean Payton can't get a running back involved, but he's he's I mean, gone. Alvin Kamara kind of became Alvin Kamara under Sean Payton. Alvin Kamara was the best player on the field since he was 12 years old at any place he went to. He was the Except Tennessee didn't realize that. Yeah, they realized they just couldn't figure out how to use him either because their coach is a moron, just like Sean Payton. (laughs) All right, uh, NFL awards are out. The candidates are out, the nominees, and RJ's going to lose his mind after Filthy got disrespected. Plus, is Pat Mahomes ready to go for the AFC Championship? And Kevontae Turpin explains the two big plays and the loss in San Fran. Next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pat Mahomes, gamblers be aware. He says he is ready to go for the AFC Championship game. Good morning, Metroplex. Sean, RJ, and Bobby with you on 105.3 The Fan. Mahomes was listed as a full participant at yesterday's practice. Said the ankle is doing well done a few days of treatments, and he feels better than he thought he was going to be after everyone said, you're going to wake up miserable. Tony Romo was saying, I can guarantee you he's not going to be 100%. Romo's still thinking that Mahomes would play, but that was Patrick Mahomes yesterday announcing he's good to go for Sunday. Yep, and and they, there was a video that was posted of him doing some high knees, um, you know, just trying to get, you know, put it out there. That, hey, guys, I can really move on this leg. <laughs> uh, you know, and I don't know how much that's, Posture, you know, just posing for the camera and posturing and doing it for Vegas for the line. But, I mean, he's going to give it a go, and that, that's a good thing. Because you, know, you want to see this game with both guys at full strength. They're not going to be at full strength. Mahomes ain't never going to be at full strength this year. But 
You know, if he can move around and he still has some mobility, hell yeah. How lucky are they that it didn't break like Tony Pollard's? Oh. Same type of fall, weight and pressure on the leg. I mean, you know, unless you think Chad Henney's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dro- drove a 96-yard drive. 98. System quarterback. 98. System 98. quarterback. See, quarterbacks don't matter. Supporting casts do. There you go. Yeah. It's a, what a great supporting cast on offense they have. <laughs> Tremendous. Finalist awards are out. MVP, Josh Allen. Dak Prescott. Joe Burrow. No, remember, Dak would have been there if he didn't play, you know, if he didn't miss any games, oh. uh, according to you. Well. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts. He missed games. Justin Jefferson and Patrick Mahomes. This is heavily leaning towards Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Absolutely. Offensive player of the year. Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. Whatever. I don't even care about that award. So what's the, like, how can you have, if Mahomes wins the MVP, I, I just don't understand how somebody else can win the offense. Because I think there's a like a multiplier of importance on the quarterback position. So they're saying, okay, we're yeah. not going to give Justin Jefferson MVP, but we will give him offensive player of the year. Yeah, it's like salutatorian. Defensive player of the year candidates. Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. Everyone believes Nick Bosa has that one. Man. I add him to my hatred list for San Francisco with his stupid little backpack and his, I had my way. I just thought I had my way with him. Oh, during the mic'd up segment after he made some play, NFL Films had it, he went, I was looking directly into Tyron's soul. They caught him on the sidelines saying that. <laughs> oh, Douchebag. I had my way with Tyron Smith, and oh, I really wanted to be on the field for that final Zeke play when he lined up at center. Uh, so there's Nick Bosa. He's going to win Defensive Player of the Year, everybody thinks. Comeback Player of the Year, the candidates. Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith. So Bobby always had the interesting take, like what's Geno actually coming back from, being Geno? Like he's not really coming back because <laughs> yeah. he was never there. Right. That should be most improved. That should yep. be most improved. Like if you want, yeah, like it, this should be, you know, like you said, McCaffrey, Saquon, something like that. So I'd take McCaffrey over Saquon. You would? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say Saquon. Coach of the Year. RJ's going to lose his mind. The three finalists to win it. Brian Dayball, Kyle Shanahan, and Doug Peterson. No, no stuffed crust. No pizza pizza. No Little Caesars, Nick Sirianni. Like, we did this every week. He was number one all year. He was the favorite in Vegas all year. He's not even a finalist? No, because they realized he's a fraud. He's a fraud. Yes, he's a fraud. I, I, I I don't understand how... He's not on the finalist list. I mean, the, the 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 award is completely illegitimate right now. By the way, your name is catching on because Bassick two days ago called him Coach Jaundice. Did he? Yep. Okay. I got a lot of names for him, but I'm <laughs> glad that one of them stuck. It is it is completely disrespectful. I mean, sure. all, all hatred aside, it's ridiculous. They saw him nod into the camera, and they're like, okay, you're not coming to the award show. <laughs> Good Lord. How could you not have Siri on here? Is Sirianni on here? That's crazy. That's 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 insane. Over over Peterson, uh, over No Neck, uh, or over Shanahan. Yeah, he didn't even get Coach of the Year in his own division. I know. Like, come on, like that, that's that's some, some ludicrous. Luna, Luna. Offensive Rookie of the Year candidates: Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker, and Garrett Wilson. That's it, Garrett Wilson. It, right? it was Garrett Wilson all year. I mean, maybe Brock 
takes a uh, late surge, but yeah, I would assume it's Garrett. I mean, Kenneth Walker had a really good year, and he finished really, really strong. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Sauce, Aiden Hutchinson, and Tariq Woolen. That's Sauce. Too much Sauce. Too much Sauce. Mm-hmm. Assistant Coaches of the Year, Ben Johnson, D'Amico Ryans, and what's his name in Philadelphia? Peyton? What's the OC? Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen. That's it, then. They're giving all the credit for Philly success to Shane Steichen. <laughs> Shane Steichen. There you go. This is probably going to be D'Amico, right, who should be in line for head coaching opportunities. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, very he'll get, well could be. Yeah, he'll get Houston. You got you got to pick up. If you're D'Amico Ryan, like, yeah, I'm not taking Houston, man. I need a quarterback. He played there for forever, though. I know. So it's like He's a, got a house. Yeah. So, yeah. Ben Johnson, though, is is low key. A, the old a good sprinter, the, the Canadian sprinter. Yeah, yep, that's, that's, that's the one. one. Yeah. The, the one who they used to say, speaking of jaundice, they used to say his eyes were yellow from how much steroid use he had. Uh, but no, Ben Johnson has been a really good coordinator for Detroit. He's starting to become a, a hot name around the league. All right. Coming up at 640, did Micah Parsons call out Dak Prescott? Should Dak have been out partying as soon as they got eliminated? This set off Cowboys Twitter yesterday. God, seven twenty. We're gonna play. Ugh. It's gonna be nauseating Jeopardy, NFC title game Jeopardy with the hatred for Filthy and San Francisco. So that's coming up at seven twenty. But Cavante Turpin was on with our buddy Zach Gelb, CBS Sports Radio. What do you want to hear first? Do you want to hear about the final play or the kickoff that he turned back inside? Oh, where he spun right into a Robbie Gold? Uh, I have a defense for that, by the way. Of course you do. Okay, then let's get of to that. Of course <laughs> I do. I'm a Cavante Turpin homer. <laughs> then let's get to that. All, all year, you've you've rode Cavante Turpin like I ride Dak. No, Gavin Dawson has ridden Cavante <laughs> Turpin. Call him the next Dion. Which one would you like? Let's go to that, the, uh, the kickoff. All right, what happened? A lot of people thought you could have taken it to the house, Cavante. What happened? Um, I go back and watch, you know, to be honest with you, man, I was I was up like the whole night, you know, just watching that play. I just felt like, man, I could have did way more than I did, you know, just running to him. It just, I would have did differently. I would have hit the outside, you know, it just, but, you know, my block, the way the blockers were set up, it just, I should have just used my speed. That basically, that's the only thing I really can't say. I could have just, I should have just used my speed. Okay. My defense is now gone. Uh, No, I was looking at it a couple of different times on replay, and it did appear for a second like a 49er player did flash outside. Like someone shaded to the outside, and then that's why Cavante turned it back in. That's what I thought. That's what I thought I saw. That was my that was my justification for him not just taking it outside, but there he is in that clip saying, I just should have relied on my speed. But a Niner defender from the overhead view that I saw did like shade outside for a split second. To the right. To the right. To, to his right. Yes. To, to, to his right. I'm trying to think. He was going right to left. A 49er player moved towards the sideline yeah, to try to take away the outside for a split second. Yeah, because the, the to me, the play was because there was a guy to the right of to, to that side of Robbie Gold. It would have been to cut it back towards the screen. You like, mean to the so le- down towards us? Towards us? Oh, you thought that was the no, move? No, no, I thought he should have gone around. Okay, everyone was saying he should have kept going. Yeah, up. See, everyone doesn't. Have, they're, they're they're terrible pool players. I'm so really you, good, I'm really good at pool. You think <laughs> he, I know the angles? You think he cut the right way? He cut the right you way. Did, he he just shouldn't enough. have. He, he shouldn't ah. have spun. He, he shouldn't have spun. He should have just cut and gone straight back. Ah, okay. I didn't even look at it from that yeah, viewpoint. See? 
Well, I'm, I'm not I'm saying like, you're I'm like Minnesota Fats here. <laughs> I got the <laughs> angles, baby, the angles. <laughs> so that's uh, that's Turpin. Did you look at the overhead view that was put out and see? Yeah. I also watched it live from the overhead view. Whoa! <laughs> Which, by the way, I, 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 I was lightheaded from the altitude in that press box in San Francisco. Really? Holy cow, it's far away from the field. Maybe they poison you, like, uh, since they screwed up with your press credential, messing with you after you went at Bonte. It's very possible, although they're not the home of the 49ers, so the 49ers probably don't care about them. Oh, they're uh, not? Nope. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cavante, that final play, Zeke playing center. McCarthy would not touch this. By the way, Tolos are asking us, can't you get all your coaching staff answers from Mike McCarthy tomorrow? No. Mike McCarthy is not coming on tomorrow to recap the season either. So no Steven, no Jerry, no McCarthy tomorrow. Our best buddy didn't want to just... Do us a solid. And we're still waiting on the final press conference from Mike McCarthy, which generally would have already taken place. Oh. I mean, we're just waiting for it to happen. I'm sure it will. I just don't know when. Hmm. Generally, that takes place. Usually happens like, I think last year it happened on like Tuesday after the game. But it hasn't been scheduled. Uh Uh-uh. Sean's okay. had to spin it now. It's spinning. I'm, I'm, I'm the He's computer wheel. He's got ideas now, baby. I'm the computer There's wheel. There's a little hamster running in yeah. Sean's head. Maybe that was the press conference they were talking about on Monday being scheduled. Right? Don't you usually do a day after? You would think so. Everybody that, else did. The, pre- the press conference last year with McCarthy is where he said, uh, where that quote that blew up where he talked about, he was, you know, he thought maybe they were nervous. The players were nervous. And and where he came back and said, oh, I will never blame officials. I want to clear that up from the, you know. Right. And so there's, yeah, there's usually a end of season press conference, but we haven't gotten one yet. Here's Turpin trying to explain that final embarrassing play. Man, to be honest, it was, it was a rugby play. That was called, it's called rugby. So basically, like me or C.D. Lamb, you know, we get the ball first. Then we just throw it, like, laddering up. But by the time Dak threw it, the dude was already closing on me. So I even really had no chance to even ladder it. So that's basically what it was. It's basically like a ladder, like a hook and ladder play, basically. How often do you guys practice that, just wondering? <laughs> just wondering. Uh, we practice, like, um, probably, like, twice a week, twice a week. We're doing like before we head out to like we got a week game, a home game, like the last practice. That's when we're practicing and stuff like that. Zach Gelb, you little sneaky. Uh, how often? Just wondering, just wonder how often you practice it. There's so, zero chance they practice that twice a week. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. They, they a lot of times will do it's like how they used to, um, every Saturday they used to practice Hail Mary plays and stuff like that from the 50. And so yeah, I, I wouldn't, I would bet that that's like a Saturday practice or something. Did Micah Parsons use the Buffalo bills to call out his quarterback yesterday? That's what it appears. It appears like Micah went right at Dak Prescott and his salary. And should Dak have been out socializing right after the 49er lost? This has the Tolos very worked up on Twitter. We'll get into it next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We had two Cowboys stories blow up on social media yesterday. The first was caused by Micah Parsons, who is never shy on his Twitter account, and he was reacting to the press conference held by Bills general manager Brandon Bean saying Cincinnati is really good because they're still taking advantage of rookie contracts. They right now are on the advantage of a rookie quarterback contract, and, you know, they had some lean years and without getting too much into their build. And I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase. Like, he's a heck of a talent. I'd love to have him. But you got you to gotta go through some lean years to do, to do that. And, you know, they were able to get Burrow one. And I don't remember where Chase was drafted, but it was pretty high. Like, and those guys are on their rookie deals. We're paying Stefan Diggs a pretty hefty number. We're paying Josh Allen a pretty hefty number. So there is the constraints of the cap, but they have a they have a really good team and they got some good young players. So Micah reacted to that and tweeted, "Interesting. Besides Mahomes, every team in the Final Four's quarterback is on a rookie deal and surrounded by talent." Hmm. Interesting take. I was trying to figure out a way to not make this about Dak Prescott. Oh, you hater. Explain to me why this is not Micah talking about the way that the Dallas Cowboys are built. Because it's a statement of fact that either he all he's saying is he's not Patrick Mahomes and he's not on a rookie deal. Th- those are both facts that I don't even think Dak would be upset with. Um, the number one thing, the number one unicorn in this sport is an elite quarterback on a rookie deal. That is the that is the gold standard unicorn. Number one thing that any front office would be like, what do you want more than anything else? I want an elite quarterback on his rookie deal. Then you want an elite quarterback on a paid deal. And then you have a choice. Either you're paying a decent quarterback, good quarterback, above average, like we are, or you have no quarterback. Well, I said above average. <laughs> Man, uh, Choppy's done full turn on Dakota. I said good as well in there. Is, is this good- my fault? Have I driven him to this? Yes. I think it is. Yes. I think I've driven him to the heel. Whenever someone comes in with a strong enough take, he'll always (laughs) reverse. It's just his natural inclination to not be paired up with anybody. So now he's got I will be fully, I will fully admit that when I'm like, uh, when I'm in a, when I'm in a, uh, like a sports bar or something like that, and everyone's rooting for the same team, I don't like other people to be, I I, want to share my own joy. 
with myself <laughs> and the people around me, my friends. I don't want to share the joy with strangers. You want you're, all the pie. I want all the pie. You're a contrarian. It's not a contrarian, okay? I want all the pie. I am naturally inquisitive. I do not just sit there and accept. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is not a this is not against Dak, I don't think. Because he's not he's not saying anything that is not true. He's not as good as Patrick Mahomes, and he's not on a rookie deal. And that is exactly how you want to build your team. Have either Patrick Mahomes or have a guy be on a rookie deal. You can say things that are true and still have it be, like, offensive. Like, this is really worded poorly. I think he's just hitting back at Brandon Bean is trying to, you know, have this whole argument about, well, we don't want to suck so bad it is. And I think he's just pushing back and saying, like, dude, you're sitting out of the playoffs right now and you're being critical of a a way of building a team that literally has most of the teams in there right now. Like, I think that's just his whole point is that you've got guys who are that that's the exact way you build a team. Micah being here is the is the product of sucking so much that you had a top 10 pick. And so Micah is the product of this. And the Cowboys had success with Dak playing well on a rookie deal. So I don't think this is and he came back later, obviously, and said it wasn't. But I, I think that this is. I think he's just pushing back against, man, what an arrogant dude this guy is when he's talking about the three teams that are here when he's not. Yeah, like how do the Bills get Josh Allen? By being good? He weighs in on everything. He weighed in on prisoner swaps with Russia. He does, He's just, just him weighing in on something somebody said. Again, yeah, and the way he weighs in matters. Besides Mahomes, every team in the Final Four's quarterback is on a rookie deal and surrounded by talent. Hmm. Interesting it, take. So you think he's being sarcastic? No, I think he's saying to Brandon Bean. Because this Bean, is basically saying, uh, wow, this appears to be the way that you need to do it. If anybody, if it's Meanwhile, a shot our at. our guy's at $40 million. If it's a shot at anybody, it's a shot at Allen. That's who it's a shot at. Because I'm sure if you said to Micah, whether he believes it or not, a lot of times these guys will will believe it. But I mean, I'm sure if you said to Micah, Micah, would you say that uh, Dak is uh, on like right around Mahomes level? I bet Micah would say yes. And so Micah would say, well, we've got that. We've got a Mahomes level quarterback and we've got talent on this football team. So we just, you know, we didn't get where we needed to be. But Micah would say that. With, with the microphone light on or off? What Both. Was off? Both. He's, he's a naturally very positive person about his teammates. Okay. Like, like that that's one of the things that I, I'll say about him is that he does think everybody on his team is a badass. Okay. Uh, he also followed up with, listen, we're not going to sit here like I'm talking about Dak. Shoot, when I get paid, I'm going to want a big contract too. Come on, stop reaching. And then he said, street law, never count a man's pockets. So that would be like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get in Dak's pockets. Sure. But he worded it poorly. I mean, I agree. He did. There's, there's very, uh, there's very little way to take this other than, wow, you think that the way the Cowboys are constructed in terms of where the money is going is not the way to make it into the Final Four. I mean, it's, it's, it's that's just that's a more obvious tweet than the DallasCowboys.com one that everyone's losing their mind about. My favorite was somebody replied. I don't know who they were. It's some, uh, it's some Twitter blue person. Uh, and that's going to matter, replied and said, you got so much S to say, but not playing. And Mike quote him and said, you paid for a check mark. Your actions speak too loud for you, not dismiss. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad he put that person uh, in their place. All right. The other social media story that absolutely blew up, uh, it appears to be, and again, we don't have confirmation on when this was and where this was, but it looks like Dak Prescott is out socializing at a bar, 
And uh, someone tweeted to Micah, what do you think about your franchise quarterback going out for drinks the next day after that horrible playoff loss? Do you condone this? And RJ Choppy, I know this is right down your alley. But first, my favorite response back on Twitter was, hey, at least it wasn't Cabo the week before. I knew Bobby would love yeah. that. <laughs> Nine God. Yep. Nine it, God. Yeah, this is uh, whoever who uh, you find the find the person who tweeted that, and and just delete their account. Who took the photo? I don't even care about who took the photo. Yeah, if, 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 assume it's the same person, right? Um, is 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 it an off day? Is he allowed to be out it's there playing? It's an or off partying? season. It's an off season. <laughs> if he was in Cabo, it doesn't matter. Uh, when when, you, when you're not at work, are you thinking about work? I hope not, because if you are, I feel sorry for you, okay? He's off work. He doesn't have to be – he has nowhere to go. There's no place to go. He's not going to go and watch film today. It's not going to make a a damn bit of difference for next year. Is it bad optics? Like, maybe wait a week? No. One week, and then you're on a beach? Have we not not been told – have we not had it drilled into our heads over the last couple of years? uh, Mind – don't worry about what other people do. You know, let other people live the life they want to live. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't, no, I don't think it's bad optics. Okay. Derek Holland weighed in. I'm going to read the tweets from the Tolos. Damn, I know for a fact that loss bothers him and everyone else, but for blank's sake, he's human and allowed to go have drinks. Is he supposed to never come out of his house till next season? Sucks that someone has to creep on the guy and take a picture. Tolo D, he's the one standing up. Definitely should not be out and about. Other Tolos, I was hurting from the loss too. No sense in pouring or pouting over spilt milk. Keep it moving. Tino, heck, it's not like I didn't drink during and after the game to drown my sorrows. As long as he's responsible, it's a non-issue. Who cares? I'm here for the comments. Uh, my question is, where is his girl? Uh, breaking news yesterday from two months ago out in New York. Him and his girl broke up. Eight ago. Uh, almost a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> was it March? It was March. <laughs> He's supposed to sit in a dark room and watch film 24-7. Uh, this is not Dak. No, a lot of people, I think, are looking at the individual that's first in the photo. It looks like it's Dak yeah. behind them. But, again, I have no idea uh, if this is from Monday or the day after or Tuesday uh, or Sunday night when they got back. So, the majority of people... Are defending Dak and saying, "Let him blow off some steam." We, we remember we had uh, we had situations where there was a God, I can't remember who it was. He had a party, like a birthday party. And it was like the day after they lost a playoff game, or a couple days after, right? They lost a playoff game, mm-hmm. and it was like, and, and now, now that was like, okay, well, why'd you schedule that right in the middle of the season? Because you, know, you still theoretically could be playing, but you went ahead and scheduled it. That ain't this. This is a guy going out for drinks. Literally, if there's any time you want him to do it, don't you want it to be when he is as far away as possible from the season starting? You think so? This is as far away as he'll be from his training and the season starting. This is the time of year where the guys do have like a little window where it's like, okay, season's done, decompress. Like this is the exact time that the team would probably encourage you to go do whatever you're going to do is during the like month before you get back into ramp up, get ready, let's go. 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com text line to hit us up here on Sean and RJ. Did you see the Matt Barnes video? Matt Barnes was caught on video spitting at his current fiance's ex at the Cowboy 49er game. I mean, he spit right on him. And then when I retweeted, that video got deleted. Someone else ended up putting it out. It's Matt Barnes spitting 
on this dude that apparently used to be with his current girl. Ooh. Now, where are we at legally with spitting? What is it? Legally, it's assault of some kind. Is it? It's something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it was enough to get uh, what T.O. got suspended for it when he did it to D'Angelo Hall with the Cowboys. Um, I'm trying to uh, that can get you that can get you arrested spitting on somebody. So in Texas, that's crazy. Assault without aggravating factors like the use of a weapon is known as simple assault. So Hmm. there you go. Spitting in a person's face can be an assault. Assault Better stop spitting on people. then. Broadly defined as and can include anything from a bar fight to spitting on someone. I mean, it's a B move. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't remember ever spitting on somebody, and I can't remember getting spit on. I haven't spit on somebody. I spit on somebody's car when I was like 20. Okay. They they were they were got him Bobby it was, it was <laughs> oh, oh, oh you're, okay okay you Let's have no okay okay all right all right all right all right, all right, all right. here's what I I'll get very detailed now if you if yeah. you're gonna do this yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were I was trying to, I was pissed off to begin with uh, oh, really? I don't even remember where I was going but I was somewhere where like I needed a parking spot and the one area where it looked like there was a parking spot some dumbass had taken the the parking spot and parked right in the middle on the line to take two spots in a cr- full parking lot. And so I was annoyed, and I got out of my car, and I snorted my sinus infection, and I spit it on his car handle. You snorted your sinus infection? Mm -hmm, So I could hawk it up and spit it on the car handle. And they were in the car? No, but when they went there, they grabbed my sinus infection when they got back in their car. Uh, Man, you showed him. You did. I did. (laughs) Are sinus infections contagious? I don't know. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) It was 14 years ago, but. Either of you spit or get spat on? Got spat on in Vegas. What happened? I was walking to the bathroom. I was oh, I was at my buddy's bachelor party. It's like by oh four, so I'm walking to the bathroom. I start walking between these two guys or John, and it was like you had to go upstairs and then across this little bridge, like this little. It was weird. It was like a just this random hallway, and um, I walked through these two guys. Excuse me, guys. And one guy spits at another one. That's hits it. Me, excuse- hits me the side of the face. Oh, so it wasn't intentional. No, it wasn't intentional. But I had a cigar in my hand. And I put my cigar right out on his chest. <laughs> did you? I did. <laughs> I was hammered, man. <laughs> Did you now, really? I had a huge dude behind me. We called him the bear. No, not, not because what of that. What is your life? What? Like these stories you tell about that you have the bear and you're putting cigars out and you get your first like lap dance at the chicken house in Manville. Frank's chicken house in Mansville. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Not what Mansfield, the, Mansfield. What did the guy do? Nothing because I had a big dude behind me. Okay. Uh, I was bigger than him anyway. Clip that. All oh, that. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. So there it is. Matt Barnes uh, spitting on someone at the Cowboys 49ers game. What's going on in Frisco? A lot of coaches being let go. Mike McCarthy's right-hand man. Sean Payton still not signed anywhere. What the hell is going on at the Ford Center? Part of headlines, then NFC Championship game Jeopardy, where Bobby will hopefully go 0-3 next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.